there's very few turnkey opportunities right now. Um, a lot of them are ones that you're going to have to purchase. They're going to they're they're going to be crap right off the get go with some reinvestment, which is desperately needed in a lot of these places out here. If you build it, they will come. You're listening to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Right Club podcast. It's Alfonso Salemi here with my lovely co-host, Sarah Larby. How are you, Sarah? Good, buddy. How's, how's it going with you? Very good, man. Very good. Lots of uh, lots of good things going on. Lots of energy. Uh, we're leading up to as we're recording this uh, this one. We're leading up to our February Right Club event on Tuesday, and uh, yeah, it's looking forward to being a really cool event. You're actually talking about a little bit of the Burr strategy, and you got a little bit of a a co uh, presenter with you. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, investor girl Britt. You guys might have known uh, of her or seen her on Instagram. Um, she does all of her own burrs, like hands on the renovations. She learned it from like YouTube videos and, uh, and it's so, it's so amazing. Um, she lives in these burrs and, uh, and rents them out and then just finds the next one, moves into them, gets them done. Um, she's like really, really talented. So she's going to be speaking with me. Um, and, uh, we are going to be sharing some of the projects that we've each done on the birth strategy and some tips and, uh, different things like that. So uh, I am super excited. Um, and also I am, uh, finalizing my article that I'm writing, uh, for the real estate wealth magazine. They, um, they want to know how to get to $95,000 a year of passive real estate income. And, uh, so I'm almost done writing that article. I just want to make sure that, uh, Got all the T's crossed and the I's dotted, um, and then I will be submitting that. So, working That's on that awesome. right now. Yeah, that that is brilliant, Sarah. You are such such an animal, so dedicated to the real estate craft, and you know I'm sure a lot of people know you're still working full time, and you are just kicking ass on all different fronts. And uh, yeah, kudos to you. It's so happy and uh, for you and what you're doing, and you know you and your team. You got the empresses. You know you and Matt continue to you know looking for more properties and that that's incredible stuff and i'm really excited because uh i'm i'm going to be doing a burr uh i'm actually doing a burr myself so i'm going to try to reserve congratulations i'm going to get to the the event early to reserve a spot near the front because i'm going to be listening and paying attention to uh to this i'm really super pumped and uh yeah it's going to be a great great event um but that's the other part is that we know brit you know investor girl brit who's presenting you know and probably by this time uh people are going to know who she is and and, you know, get on her Instagram and follow all that stuff as well, too. But this, she is in, where is she again? She's in uh, Winnipeg. Saskatoon. Saskatoon. So she's uh, Brittany Arneson um, from Saskatchewan. Yeah. So she's coming here. I think she's coming on some TV show and she's coming to see Scott McGilvery. And I'm like, well, that's perfect timing. So she reached out to me and she's like, I'm going to be down. I'm like, amazing. We have a, an investment club and uh, we'd love to have you on the panel. And then it went from the panel to like, why don't you come and like tag team this burst stuff? Cause we've got the same strategy. So yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's so cool. The opportunity through the right club of the amazing people that we get to meet. First of all, it was in like our immediate community and, you know, in Ontario or Southern Ontario where we work, but now we're seeing, you know, the reach of the right club so far. And, and today is a perfect example of another uh, the guest of our podcast, Jeff Murray, who's out in St. John's, New Brunswick, right? That's kind of the other side of the country. So um, 
you know, before we get to talk to Jeff and, you know, a little bit about Jeff, I want to put a little bit of a challenge to all the listeners that are listening to this. And I want to know where the furthest listeners from. So if you can email uh, at grow at the right club, and I want to know where, where you guys are listening from, send us an email, send us a contact, leave a comment on the comment section. If you're listening to this on, you know, on, uh, on your iPhone or, or Google play or, or Stitcher or all the other, um, you know, podcast players out there, but I want to hear where you guys are from. That's the cool part is today we're talking about New Brunswick. We have investor girl Britt from Saskatoon. You know, we've had people from Calgary, from BC on our stages, on the podcast interviewing. So this is the real cool part of, of stretching this information across, across the country. And I think in this podcast, you'll see is a lot of the fundamentals apply. And what Jeff was talking about, property management, finding property, supply and demand, rents going up. Really, really, uh, really, really good, cool podcast. Absolutely. So guys, Rate, review us if uh, if you are enjoying this podcast, and uh, thanks for tuning in. So let's uh, let's go into the interview. Let's do it. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Super excited. This is your first time on the Right Club podcast, but your second time on my podcast because you were on Where Should I Invest before. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. It went, uh, it went so well the first time. I, I had to do it a second for sure. Nice. Well, I'm excited to have you back. And uh, lots has changed since the first time that you were on the show. So I'm excited to ask you lots of questions about that. But before we get started, what, uh, what type of strategy do you do when it comes to real estate investing? And tell us a bit about you. Um, so my name is Jeff Murray. I'm a property manager in St. John, New Brunswick. Uh, we manage uh, real estate in uh, the three major cities in New Brunswick, which is St. John, Mountain, and in Fredericton. Uh, we started seven years ago. Um, started from nothing, still manage this first single family house I, I ever had, uh, and have grown it now to about 1,100 units, uh, doing everything from condominium management to regular property management for multifamilies and single families, uh, uh, short-term rentals and Airbnb management, and vacant home care. That's, uh, that's cool, man. And I, um, I've never been out east. I've, in, I've invested out east. We have a few rent-to-owns. So maybe for the listeners that, like, I'm just jotting it down here from St. John's, Moncton, Fredericton. We all hear about this, like, you know, in school and learning in classes and probably around election time when certain ridings are coming in. But, you know, when, if you're out east for the people that haven't been out there, you know, now we're talking about specifically investing out east. What are some of the things out there that make it desirable for to, to live, to, to want to be there and also, you know, more importantly, to invest? It's going to sound a little bit ridiculous, but absolutely nothing which is perfect, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't have, like we have some very big employers out here, Irving Oil uh, or the Irving family in general, which does everything from make paper to, uh, we have the largest oil refinery in Canada, uh, in St. John. Um, um, Moncton has got a large TD call center. Um, there, But there's nothing in New Brunswick that's really like a big driving force that, you know, you in Ontario or in Calgary uh, or in Vancouver can look and go, oh my gosh, look at all this that's going on over there. Uh, we have to go. Uh, the reason why people come is because it's, uh, it's a safer investment. Um, it's more, you know, level. It's, it's not big spikes and lulls. Um, uh, and when people do come, when we do get a job spike, uh, they're coming for the wrong reasons. They'll likely overpay and then they'll be gone in five years. So you have to, and, and you know, today's investors that are coming through, uh, from what I'm seeing, 
are a lot smarter this time around and they're watching their numbers and they're, you know, they're not coming here because of any big sexy thing that's going on here. Cause there isn't any really for the, for the most part. Honest answer. I love it. Yeah. So 1100 units that you property manage. Is that what I heard? Yeah, it's, 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 it, we got six buildings closing next week and there's about 30 doors. So I, I've been losing track, honestly, like it's, it's been excessive lately. It's, uh, it's been, it's been a, been a fun ride. So a lot of the properties that you manage, are these investors that do not live locally or is it a mix or what does that look like? Uh, no, it's been a lot of outside investment. We're seeing an excessive amount of people coming from uh, all areas of Ontario, um, Calgary, um, all areas of Alberta, uh, a lot in BC, mostly BC and Ontario, but a little bit in Alberta as well. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit in, in Nova Scotia are coming into New Brunswick because their market is, is going through the roof. Um, ours is heading in that direction too. Um, but there's still lots of great opportunities here. How are the landlord tenant laws out there? Um, they're good. Um, you know, I like with any place, I guess, like with your own laws, you always think it's the grass is greener on the other side. Uh, but anybody who uh, in, invests in other areas of the, of the country and then also invest in New Brunswick really see that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit easier for us. Um, you know, for a, for a uh, person that hasn't paid you rent, you know, you're looking at a notice to vacate, which gives them 15 days to pay. If they haven't paid, then you're allowed to apply for uh, assistance, which essentially brings in the sheriff. And if everything, you know, and all the paperwork lines up, you can have them out in another two weeks, roughly. So it's a, it's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, but you got to have your paperwork in order, you know, and all that sort of thing. So um, um, sometimes you can get into battles with some longer term tenants if you're trying to, like right now, uh, I think it's, this is like a term that everybody uses now, renoviction. That's like a thing now. <laughs> I just started to hear that. I mean, I do it, I guess. Didn't realize it was a thing, but it's, uh, um, I just actually, while I was waiting uh, to sign on, I was reading a, a PEI, so Prince Edward Island, uh, just east of us here, um, has just started to make some new laws about rent eviction and not allowing it or taking, you have to give like six months notice. Right now, we don't have to. Uh, we have a, 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 if you've been living or the tenant's been living in this uh, location for five years or less, uh, you're looking at a 30 day as long as they're in a month to month. Okay, so one calendar month's notice and off you go. If it's over five years, um, you have to give 90 days. Now, if you have somebody that's excessive, like that's lived in a place like I have had like 15, 20, 30 years time, um, they can appeal. There's a little bit of a back and forth there, you know, and you've got to get down to some details as far as what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and why they can't live there while you're doing it. Uh, but overall, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tenancy act that works, works well. It has some certain things that it's going to need some, some looking at the next few years, but overall we're looking pretty good. Yeah. So, and is that like, I, I would assume it, it's probably a lower majority when you have people that are in units for 10, 15, 20 plus years, it's probably a lower majority versus people that have been in your units, you know, five years or less. Uh, yes and no. Um, there's a lot of uh, seniors out this way. So you get a lot of seniors that have really lived in their, their place for a long time because, you know, for them, they didn't they don't move around like millennials do. 
Um, millennials, you'll, you'll never see anybody over five years. Like it's just not going to happen, you know? Um, uh, but, uh, you know, anybody that's been, you know, that's probably in their fifties or, uh, or into their sixties, seventies and ultimately eighties, um, you know, it's for them, it's, it's their home. And, um, you know, un unfortunately it's, it's a business, um, as much as it is, is housing and, and, uh, some people don't realize that. Um, especially our local governments, you know, people that invest, it is a business for them um, as much as it is anything else. So out of those 11, 1100 units or so that you're, you're managing, um, is it, is it multifamily? Is it single family residential? Like what, what types of properties are, are, are that are you mostly managing? And, and I guess, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, anything from a single family home to a two family home, triplex, fourplex, sixplex. I think the biggest that we have is 36, if I'm not mistaken, in one clump. Um, I, I think there's like, I don't know, like 250 buildings or something like that, or like, you know, stretched all over the province. Um, we represent, um, I think it's 180 different owners or 200 different owners. So we represent a lot of different people. Um, we That's awesome. have our some of our largest uh, investors uh, have portfolios of about 120 to 130 units in them. And then we don't represent really investors at all. We represent a single family home owner that couldn't sell his house. So he's renting it instead. Hmm. Okay. Now what about Airbnbs? Are you managing any of that? If, if somebody wanted to invest in an Airbnb? Yeah, we're doing, uh, we've got about, I think we'll have 15 by next month. Um, and I, for one, got into it like three or four years ago. I got into it because a guy wanted, uh, he had some condos that wouldn't sell. So somebody told him he should Airbnb them. So he got a hold of me because we just knew each other. And uh, I jumped into it. Didn't really know what I was doing, honestly. Um, but it was a great learning curve for me. It was a good way to learn. And I, I, I became, you know, better for it. You know, fast forward four years. Um, we've got an investor that's jumped into it uh, with both feet. Uh, we've got a few others that are, that are, you know, seeing the benefits of it. Um, so again, we've got 15 now. Um, it's a, it's a fair amount of work when it comes to correspondence, um, and understanding how Airbnb works. Like it's almost like a lot like Google. So like your reviews are extremely important. Your ability to, um, uh, back and forth with your, with your guests and how fast you return their messages and stuff, extremely important getting your ranking up. Um, so, you know, if you're going to try to do it just on, on your own, um, you better enjoy having your phone in front of your face, uh, like I do. Um, and you know, being able to respond quickly because you want those rankings to be up when people are searching in St. John or if they're searching in Toronto or they're searching wherever you want your ranking and your, your, your property be uh, top of mind. So when people see it, it's just, it's, it's a natural Google effect. When you're searching Google, you're automatically clicking on those first those first few listings are, are there areas that are, are more like a kind of like a hot market for those Airbnb properties because they are close by, you know, like I, again, I don't know a lot about the out East, but like there's the Peggy's Cove yep. and all the, the different sites that you see across the out East and the Maritimes. Right. So yep. are, are there the hotspots or certain pockets that, you know, you should go towards if you are thinking of an Airbnb strategy or maybe stay away from other places that are more. Uh, I, I, for one, uh, I for one would never recommend people to go into an area where it's very touristy because you're only going to get that 
that pocket of like that summertime pocket, right? Uh, you know, staying by a hotel or a, I'm sorry, a hospital, pardon me, you know, where people are traveling and, you know, that has been successful uh, by a university where you've got, um, you know, people coming from outside the country, let's say, and they're, they're, they're immediately going to Airbnb. They, that's where they're going. Right. And they're going to stay there for maybe two, four weeks, whatever. Um, uh, and then like for us, like in the uptown St. John core uh, has been exceptional. Like it's, we've got this one building that's, uh, it's got four or five Airbnbs in it. And it's been, it's been like a killer. It's like a little mini hotel. And um, uh, the numbers that are, that are, that are coming out of it are, are exceptional. So, you know, I, I, for one, just, yeah, I'm not a big fan of people going on the, on the, just on the touristy side of things. Like a Peggy's Cove, for example, is something that would be great for the summertime. Uh, but what are you going to do in the wintertime when people are traveling to Peggy's Cove? Yeah. And that's, and that's a great perspective because uh, like yeah. automatically, like I, you know, we, we, uh, I, I, you know, we do a little bit of Airbnb um, in a small city outside of London uh, in Port Stanley. Yep. And that's what I think of when I think of Airbnb, but also we do rent it in the off season. And I know Sarah, you started to also Airbnb in like just the city of Oakville, right? And I think like I just wrote down the hospitals, the downtown. Naturally, my mind goes to touristy sites for Airbnb because you're then you're competing yeah. in the hospital. You want to be in areas where you're not competing against anybody and you're not competing against the big guys, but you have a convenient location to where somebody needs to be. Right. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, understanding understanding the the, the person and I've got a better understanding now of the type of people that are coming to my places and you get to know that as you become and do it more. Yeah, absolutely. I will just say though, like Toronto is, is cracking down on Airbnb and I was reading some stuff on Oakville yesterday too. Like it has to be your primary residence and there's this licensing fee and like, there's just a lot of things that um, I, and actually it drives me nuts. It's like, the government and the towns, they just find ways to like push people down. You know, you try to get out of the middle class. I mean, I don't know, I'm going to go on a soapbox, but that just drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, what are some of the financials when it comes to what people are buying out there, like in 2020 in today's market? Um, well, you know, ideally, you know, a, a 10% cap rate is something that I always encourage people to achieve for. Now, I got my wrist slapped the other day by a real estate agent because she tells me that it's impossible to get 10%. And she's probably right. Like, ideally, I think we're probably sitting around six or seven. But I think with uh, some reinvestment um, that uh, end up getting to that 10% is, is important. You know, we're an old province, a lot of old inventory, uh, specifically St. John uh, and Fredericton as well. Uh, Moncton's got a little newer stuff. However, the stuff that's on the market is much older. So you know, a 5% um, uh, maintenance uh, budget is not enough. You know, 10 to 15 is probably where you need to be, um, which is going to, you know, your, you know, your cap rates have got to be, be there to be able to afford that. So um, right now, you know, I was saying earlier that the market has gotten so, so strong. Like in just that year that we've last spoke, um, very few things are on the market. Um, the vacancy rates across the province have never been as low as they have. We're sitting at probably around 3%. Um, in some cases, uh, for a two-bedroom apartment, the vacancy rates are less than zero. It's like 0.6 or something like that. Wow. And that's something that uh, five years ago, we were sitting, we were staring down the barrel of like a 10% vacancy rate. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. That's great. 
that's great for your 180, 200 partners or, and, you know, owners. Yeah, they're, they're, they're reaping the benefits of that. And not only that, but uh, rents are coming up. Like we're probably seeing rents up a good 20, 25% in some cases. Are you able to, or are you capped with what you can increase? Like does your no. provinces, so you can raise it like 10% when you're over the next, if you needed to? Um, you know, I'm going to say this because I, I don't have any tenants. I'm sure that won't listen to this, but um, I, I raised the rent uh, on Friday, $220. On a, on, on a on what, though, like what percentage amount is on, it? On, a, on, a, on a, so it was uh let me see it was like 725 dollars a rent we put it up to 920 or 950. yeah see in ontario we're capped like we can only do like 2.2 percent yeah. here or yeah. the market rents will go up like 10 15 percent so like we don't want long-term tenants and like part of my screening criteria is making sure that they got a plan to exit my property in three to exit five years property. by buying a house or something you know yeah yep. I, I think some of those uh some of those listeners that are driving listening to this podcast but it just drove off the road listening that <laughs> hey, you just you just you just raised the rents 200 bucks just like that that's a lot of on 700 dollars. that's amazing yeah yeah so it's 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 something that but also too like it's and we've been getting a little bit of a reputation for doing this but we, we're doing it because i'm one of probably one of very few property managers out my way that pay attention to market rents i'm not just sitting there collecting my six percent management fee and sending it off i'm making recommendations you know my owners are asking me for recommendations you know if i if i have a, two buildings in the, in a in the same neck of the woods and i just had a turnover and i just i just got the rent up by 200 bucks well, I'm going to both those owners and saying, guys, we're seeing a turn here. Maybe it's time that we give a little bit of bump here. It's, you know, it's a, it's a win-win for all of us. That's why we do percentage based on everything that we do, because when we make recommendations on where we think things should go, it's, it's a win for us. Yes, because we are percentage based, but it's also putting more money in our owners' pockets, which is at the end of the day, that's why they hire us. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single-family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handled everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life. But when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Uh, Jeff, you couldn't be more right. And, you know, and Sarah and I, we, we talk about it all the time on the podcast and different guests that we have about members of our power team and somebody that's like yourself, that's investor focused and investor himself, but also managing other people's properties this is where the team comes into play is it's this business is not a set it and forget it kind of business right like you can't do that in certain stages okay you set it you have your renter in there but then you have to have your checks and measures whether it's you know monthly bi-monthly you know quarterly or semi-annually or at least once a year where you're checking in and going hey 
everything's working okay. And the whole put your head in the ground like an ostrich and no news is good news. But you have to be saying, hey, how can we improve it? How can we, what else is going around? Because if we stand still, everything else is going to kind of move around us and we're going to be in a different position. So I love that you take that on as a partnership role. Yes, you are the property management. That's your role. But you're a partner with these people in their property, with these investors that are basically like you're squeezing the most juice out of the fruit. That's what you're trying to do, right? And and that, that's yep. awesome. It's so important. Yep. So, um, so like, for, okay, so, you know, take out the property manager hat for a second. And now you're an investor out East and you're going out there. And, you know, just before we started, you know, on the podcast today, you're talking about the different types of inventory available on the market. And yep. what, what would, you know, if you're someone that is interested out there and going to invest out East, obviously they talk to a great property manager like you know the different areas. But what are some steps that you would take to go and, and find and what kind of properties would you uh, would you recommend in that area? Uh, yeah, so uh, if you yeah, look, if you're coming to New Brunswick, you're coming for cash flow. Uh, if you're coming for appreciation, uh, keep your money in your pocket because it doesn't happen. Um, and if it does, it's 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 forced appreciation uh, where you're reinvesting and 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 ultimately, you know, raising your your value that way. Uh, people come for cash flow and. Um, it's a difficult thing to navigate your way through and it's a difficult thing to predict, uh, before you own it. Because I tell a lot of people, you know, uh, you can look at the numbers all day long. You can look and see what the owner spent in his expenses. You can look and see what his revenue is. You will know what this is going to cost you the day you get your keys. As soon as you get your keys, that's immediately from that point on, you're going to know what your expenses are going to be moving forward. Now, that being said, you know, single family homes, uh, five years ago, you could pick them up super cheap. They would cash flow. You're, you're not picking up homes now. It's just, it's, and if you do, you might get lucky out there, but really uh, the houses are selling so quickly now um, that the, the prices are going up and they're ultimately putting themselves out of, out of, uh, out of price range for, for any investor to make a go of it. Um, duplexes and triplexes, similar. Um, they're just, the price points are there. You know, they're, um, they're not bad for like a, a first time buy, let's say, where, you know, you're not dealing with as many tenants, you know, your maintenance issues are, are a lot lower. You know, it's not like a 12 unit building where if your roof goes bad, it's $30,000. You know, if it's a, if it's a little duplex, you know, you're talking $5,000. So, you know, they're not bad that way. You know, you might cash flow hundred to 200 bucks, just depending on where it's located and, um, you know, what type of heating source it has and all that type of thing. Um, ultimately, where you're going to really start to see some decent cash flow on a monthly basis is when you get to five and six and eight, 10, 12, you know, and so on and so forth. The larger, the better um, to give you more of an opportunity. That It, it is, it, it is, but it's also, um, as you get bigger, your expenses can get bigger or do get bigger. You know, your insurance is more money. Your, you know, then you have snow removal to deal with, let's say, uh, and then you have lawn care and all these other th things that I'm going to come to you and say, this is what it's going to cost. And, uh, you know, I come good news with, with, with rent increases, but I also got bad news sometimes. And that's, uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember when you had some properties that, uh, that you were showing us, the taxes yep. were like, they seem really high to me. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our tax rate uh, in New Brunswick for, um, and it's called non-owner occupied. So for example, 
Sarah buys a building, it's a three unit. I buy the one right next door, it's a three unit. They're both valued the exact same. Even though I'm here and she's there, we actually both pay the same in taxes. It's not because you don't live in New Brunswick. Uh, what does it have? They have a non-owner occupied way of looking at it, I guess. So if you uh, live in the house, um, what you get is a credit back on your tax bill for the provincial portion and you just pay the municipal rate. Okay, but if you don't live there, you don't get the provincial discount or the prevent it, it, you get both essentially. Right. Now, some have tagged it a double tax. It's not quite double, but it's, you know, it's fairly close. But also too, you, again, I go back to it's a business. And in any business, you have expenses and you make sure that you, your revenue is going to be over your expenses, so thus to make money. Um, it's one of the only businesses that you can adjust on the fly, your revenue, essentially. You know, if your revenue isn't enough, you raise rents. And everybody's in the same boat. Every, like, that's, a, that's the other thing is like, you know, if you're coming here, don't think that, you know, you're being ousted or you're being, you're being put in this other class where everybody else has got a, a leg up on you because they're paying less tax. Everybody investing in New Brunswick is paying the exact same thing. That's a, that's a good clarity because the, we, you know, again, I uncovered that when we were, you know, even just yep. trying to get tax bills to figure that out and said non-resident or, and it, I wasn't non-resident. It was, it was like, you just described it. Non-owner occupied. Non-owner yep. occupied. And you made it a lot more simpler than any municipal or city person that I talked to. Um, but again, again, because you have that investor hat on. Um, yep. So yeah, you're right. And it, that, that is just part of the business and doing that. So a question and asking, let's go back to, you know, raising the rents there's got to be some type of tipping point that if you raise him, you know, a certain amount, then maybe yep. you're not going to have a clientele because all of a sudden, if, you know, McDonald's started selling their Big Macs for 50 bucks, well, you know, they're not going to be selling as many Big Macs anymore. Right. It's something that it's that a certain, yeah, you have for, to be, you mm -hmm. certainly have to be smart about it. You know, I use that example of the $200 thing. I just didn't wake up that morning and say, you know, we're going to raise this person's rent $200. We look at and see what the trend is and actually what triggered it was, again, I used that building. Well, we have, I had a building three door or two streets over, you know, we're starting to see that climb. And now I'm looking at my other 24 unit and I'm going, you know, we've got to get there. You know, uh, I'm not just going to allow one owner to reap the benefits and let this poor guy on the other street, you know, who's sitting across the, on the other side of the country, not understanding that I've just bumped this other one. And, you know, we've got to, we're working for the better good here. Yeah, I like it. You got a good pulse on the market. I think that's important because like it, it would worry me not knowing like the rules and regulations, but like if I were to invest out East, I would hire, actually I would hire you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Like, since we, I know you, obviously I would hire you. Um, yeah. But it is interesting because like, and I like that you said, like don't bank on appreciation because a lot of people here in Ontario they'll say, okay, well, I'll take a little bit less cash flow. There's appreciation, there's mortgage pay down yeah. forever, regardless of mortgage pay down. But the appreciation piece, um, I think is, is a big wealth builder. However, when the market takes a tank, because it will at some point, um, yep. you know, the people that are not cash flowing out in Ontario, I mean, I, wor I worry for them, right? Um, so, that, so it depends, again, when we're in Ontario, if they're buying in Toronto and they're not cash flowing. That's, that's why even if it's like two, three, four hundred dollars of cash flow, in my Brantford properties or wherever I'm purchasing, I'm happy with that. Rent covers it. Um, and it is really great to see though. Like it sounds like out where you are, um, there's still other fundamentals that work, whether it's, you know, the extra there is. There is. The fact that you can just increase rents as you need. So, so I like that. Um, 
but yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, just there's there's very few turnkey opportunities right now. Um, a lot of them are ones that you're going to have to purchase. They're going to they're they're going to be crap right off the get go with some reinvestment, which is desperately needed in a lot of these places out here. If you build it, they will come. And I've been going off of that uh, for the last little bit, um, where we're seeing these renovations take place in the in the areas where nobody thought that you would get a certain rate. But if you make it look good and you go and you you do the the Gray floors, gray paint, white trim, golden. New kitchens, you know, they'll pay. They just will. Because the new builds, the new builds that are taking place, the rents are $1,800, $2,000 a month, up over $2,000 a month. You take a building that you could buy a board unit for $200,000 and, you know, you get your rents up to where they need to be. You know, it very well could appraise for, you know, two ninety, three hundred. I think, you know, I, I don't know if this is just specific to out east or Ontario or, you know, Sarah's done a lot of renovations in Burrs. I'm, I'm going through one myself. And I think that's what a lot of people are, the people's standards are getting a little bit higher. So they need a stainless steel faucet and they need, yeah. you know, a nice, beautiful looking floor and they want a quartz countertop. And you know what, like sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm walking through this duplex that I just bought here in, in Hamilton. I'm like, I would live here. It's okay. It's dated. It looks older, but like everything works, it functions. But people's mindset is they like that new, that fresh, that new car smell, right? That disposable yeah. thing. And, you know, I made a note as you're kind of going over and we we're talking about, you know, we we're talking about specifically out East because that's where you're focused and that's what you're doing. But I think those little things that you mentioned, I don't care if you're in BC and Alberta and Ontario out East, those fundamentals, that's the partner that you want, guys. Someone like Jeff, that whether it's is Nova Scotia, whether it's Hamilton, whether it's Brantford, Wherever it is that you are investing, you want somebody that is has their finger on the pulse, know what's going on in the area. Whether you're a 10-hour plane ride away or a 10-minute drive away, you're going to want those experts in that area. And it's so, to me, it's it's refreshing to hear that because you have the investor mindset. You are working with the investors. And again, you're, you're, you're sticking to those fundamentals that make, you said you don't, you don't find great deals. You find okay to good deals and you make them great and you make them amazing. Right. Yeah, there's a, yeah, you do. You gotta, you gotta, there's some elbow grease involved and, um, you know, I guess it's the elbow grease is, is, is me. Uh, but, uh, the money is you. And, um, unfortunately, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a reinvestment off the hop and, and you do need that cash and, you know, if it's available to you, great. We're seeing a lot more JVs out, out this way now, uh, because of that reason, uh, because it just takes, it takes more cash to really turn a place around. So, and then, you know, you've got to be able to financially uh, look at it and realize that you may have to sit on this on a cash flow negative for three or four months as you turn this place around. Uh, but on the bright side of things is that you're, once you do have it turned around, um, you have something that's worth more uh, and it's going to cash flow for you. So you're getting the best, the best of both worlds. But it takes money, it takes patience and a really good property manager. Absolutely. Awesome. Very cool. So on that note, Jeff, it is now time for our lightning round. So we're going to ask you a series of four questions and uh, give us the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Sure. Let's do it. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. I just wanted to take a quick moment here it is Sarah Larby and I'm here with Laurel Simmons and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails, and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online 
coast to coast, accessible at any time of day. And you can be in your pajamas like I am right now and you can access our great content. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along and we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely. This is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us, join our online community, register and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah. And all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register. It's free and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. And now back to the show. All right. So question number one, Jeff, what is the best advice that you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Uh, I was told seven years ago, uh, six years ago, roughly, that if I wanted to grow my business, I had to go to Ontario to go to a real estate conference. Uh, I did that. I met a lady with 40 units in St. John. It kickstarted my business, and that was the best advice I ever received. And I still go back. And I'm actually, it's disappointing that they're not doing it this year. Yeah, the yeah. investor forum. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to make your way to Ontario to come to some right club events. That's what you're I'm doing. actually going in March, March 26th. Am I right? That's right. That's our yeah. three year. Yeah. So at the, I think maybe when this come out, we've already celebrated that, but yeah, that's uh, the three, three year anniversary uh, celebration. Yeah. Right on. All right. Question number two of the lightning round. What is your favorite real estate investing resource? Um, I have a couple of them. One is we started using neighborly as a screening tool and that has been phenomenal. Uh, they are a company that, um, has really, uh, started with something, but then has just continued to grow it a little bit at a time and just made it a little bit better every time. And, um, it, it has been a great tool for us for, um, uh, for, you know, clearing our tenants, doing credit checks and, and making us feel like we're getting the best person possible. Um, the other one is, uh, I do use Buildium as a management software and it has, um, if you're a, if you're going to do this and, and do it well and, and really make your owners feel like they're still connected every day, uh, a good management software is, is needed. So those would be the two big ones for me. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. So Jeff, what is one attribute that has made you most successful? Uh, I think it's my ability to speak to owners on the, the side of things where I, I see it from their end. Cause I, I, I do a little bit of investing myself. I've stopped because I honestly, I don't have time. I, I, my, I am geared and focused to growing this company. Uh, but when you're on the, the side of the table and you're about to hand over a million dollar asset that you own to somebody and let them drive the car, um, you know, you have to have that feel of that partnership and that, uh, like that friendship, if you will, uh, where you fully trust that person. And that has been something that I've, I've gone for with every, every client we've ever have and ever will have. 
um, is that for even whether it's myself or I have an extremely strong team, like I'm not alone. We, we're a staff of 35 people. And, um, you know, whether it's one of our uh, staff members is that they, they really feel that, you know, we've got a handle on things and um, whether it's good or bad news. And uh, that's, that's just really important to have that trust with your, with your manager. Yeah, that's huge. Well, and that's, that's a big operation. 35 human beings, ball pushing in the same direction, getting on the same page. It's uh, that's a kudos to, uh, to what you guys do out there. That's, that's incredible. Um, yeah. All right. So the last question of the lightning round, uh, it's Sunday morning here and it's probably Sunday afternoon over there now. Just about. Yep. Yeah. And that's one thing I always remember about out East, the raisin, the the sun rise in the East out there first is because you guys are the first ones to drink the beer, right? It's going to be noon there first. So that's why you can drink there first in Canada. (laughs) True enough. That's right. Absolutely. So on a, on a typical Sunday morning, what, uh, what are you doing? What are you up to on a regular Sunday morning? Uh, I, you know, for me, um, I take the weekends to, to do a little driving around. Like I, I am a workaholic, quote unquote, I guess. Like I, I enjoy the business. I really do. Whether it's talking to tenants or screening tenants or what have you. I, you know, and I do take a Sunday to, uh, to drive around, check things out. Because, you know, what else are you going to do? It's a Sunday morning. It's beautiful outside. Uh, but um, no, I enjoy I enjoy taking my uh, my kids. To, we go for breakfast, and uh, um, my wife today has gone to go. We're, we're buying another French bulldog, so we have two French bulldogs now. And and uh, but I maybe a little bit of stuff around the house, that sort of thing. I mean, when baseball season kicks in, I'll be I'll be geared towards that, ready to go. But very cool, yeah. awesome, Jeff. If our right club nation wanted to reach out, know more about you, where can they go? Uh, a few different directions. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Jeff Murray or Canada Homes for Rent uh, is our Facebook page. Uh, you can email me at Jeff at Canada Homes, H-O-M-E-S for rent.ca. Uh, our website is chfr.ca. Now that is currently down right now due to come back up next week. We're to make some improvements there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn and every other different type of social media aspect out there. I'm sure I'm there. Um, feel free to reach out anytime. One thing I do want to let people know, uh, completely free service. Um, anywheres in New Brunswick, uh, if you are looking at a property, uh, we do like a free market analysis, if you will. So we'll go with your realtor. We'll go through it. We'll tell you where rents are, where we think they're going to be and give you some budgetary numbers on to work with as far as what you have to spend to get it to that next level. Completely free. We do it simply because we want to build relationships with people. And it's also, we don't want to see them fail. And uh, the ones that we have seen struggle a little bit are the ones that sort of uh, buy and then ultimately find out after the fact that uh, some of the things that they need to do. So uh, we've been doing it an awful lot lately. Uh, we, and it's, and it's, and you know, our, I, I think our, our uh, clients are better for it. So that is something I, might, I want to make sure everybody knows. That actually is really cool. So like, for example, like if I have a property and I'm I went looking at a 10 flex, you would go take a look at it as well. And then say, you've got about this much work of reno. This is what's yep. wrong with it. This is what you can do. And then you would actually coordinate that as well. Yeah. So we would, we would go out with the realtor and the realtor takes us through. Uh, we'll get a good idea of the client, the tenant base. We'll give you the pros and cons of, uh, of the property itself. You know, where we see it, now, where do we see it in the future? How much do you th- we think you're going to have to spend to get it to that point? Maybe some things to keep an eye out for. 
because your building inspector is going to do the building inspection. You know, we're, we're out there looking for things that, you know, are, what is it going to, how are we going to create value? What, what's going to be the best curb appeal? Your building inspector isn't going to tell you that the property lines are going to need to be painted soon in your parking lot because you can't see them, that type of thing. That's, that's an incredible service offering. And, you know, for the Right Club uh, listeners, Right Club Nation that's paying attention and listening to that, that's an amazing, amazing service to offer. And if you are thinking about, you know, uh, investing in Nova Scotia, that's, a, you know, for me, that's a first call. I'm going gonna, gonna to kind of do it backwards. I'm going to give you a call and talk about the properties I already have out there. And you can kind of give me an idea. I'll let you know what I thought. And then we'll talk to the area expert and you'll probably give you more of uh, what's a realistic out there. But uh, Sorry, Jeff, just to, to recap, what areas do you cover again? Yeah, so we are in New Brunswick. So we are covering St. John, uh, Moncton, and Fredericton, and anywhere in between all of that. So there's a lot of smaller towns, if you will, that are in between a lot of those. Um, I'm hoping to be in Nova Scotia. We're in talks right now to um, to have an office in Halifax, hopefully by the end of 2020. Um, so we'll see what the happens there. And uh, potentially Windsor, Ontario, actually, in 2021. So very cool. we're working there. Very yeah. cool. Jeff, it was amazing, uh, amazing speaking with you today. Uh, you know, is there any last words, anything else that you'd like to share with the Right Club Nation or anything that you want them to know? Uh, no, you know what? It's been great. I, I really enjoy uh, doing these talks with you folks. You have an incredible following. Uh, it is it is quite something, actually. And um, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. I'll, uh, I'll be out there in March and um, we'll stay high and, you know, gear up all your questions because I'll be I'll be ready to answer anything you have. Amazing. On that note, Jeff, thank you so much for being on our podcast and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in March. All right. Thank you. I really enjoy that podcast. It's awesome to talk to investors, property managers, different people in the real estate industry in other parts of Canada because we are a Canadian podcast and we really, really want to showcase all of the other provinces, the other regions and, uh, and Jeff is you know, a great example of, uh, of somebody that I would love to work with um, if I were an investor out east or wanting to invest out east. 1,100 properties is definitely uh, a big number and he's got like 35, 36 people. It's, uh, that is really incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Such, yeah. Like I, I made a whole bunch of notes and on all the different things that he does out there with the property management, the Airbnb and you know, the, the other part, like I always get, you know, caught up in with the Airbnb is, you know, tourism versus real life occurrences where people need to stay in your hospitals and downtown working situations, things like that. So that's another cool dynamic to an Airbnb strategy, right. Versus just being there for high seasons and stuff like that. And, He's just got, he just knows the area, whether it's New Brunswick, whether it's Brantford, whether it's Hamilton, whether it's London, wherever you're investing, wherever you're going to be working, whether you're close by or you're far away, you got to learn the fundamentals. That, that's the stuff that doesn't change. And in those cities, you're going to learn the different nuances, why you want to be there. And, you know, you want to work with a really sound property manager. Absolutely. That, uh, that can make or break your investments, especially from, uh, from that much of a distance. So on that note, Alfonso, thank you so much for being a great, wonderful co-host. And uh, it's always a pleasure recording with you. Likewise, Sarah. I can't wait till next week. Uh, we have amazing podcasts lined up. Right Club Nation, thank you so much for, uh, for all your feedback. And we continue to, uh, to uh, ask for that, your feedback, your support. And uh, yeah, I guess till next time. Come, come grow with us. us. 
Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.